five. Do you care enough to interrupt your own life? Do you care enough to interrupt your own life? Keep in mind, this really goes back to that first, the first one that we talked about. Do you care enough to ask? Well, let's pick up at verse 11. So I came to Jerusalem and was there three days. Then I rose in the night, I and a few men with me. I told no one what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem, nor was there any animal with me except the one out which I rode. And I went out by night through the valley gate to the serpent well and to the refuse gate and viewed the walls of Jerusalem which were broken down and its gates which were burned with fire. Then I went on to the fountain gate, to the king's pool, but there was no room for the animal under me to pass. So I went up in the night by the valley and viewed the wall. Then I turned back and entered the valley gate and so returned. And the officials did not know where I had gone or what I had done. I, I had not yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or, or the others who did the work. At this point, we're really reminded again of that first question. Do you care enough to ask, even if the new information demands personal obligation? Nehemiah has now seen it with his own eyes, the destruction that his brother had described. Life is messy. Ministry is messy. When we ask questions, when we're ready to take action, it interrupts our own plans. It disrupts our comforts. When we truly care about others, we want to know about them, even if it means that we bear their pains with them. Let's wrap up then with key point number six. Do you care enough to enlist others? Then I said to them, verse 17 and following, then I said to them, you see the distress that we are in? How Jerusalem lies waste and its gates are burned with fire? Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach. And I told them of the hand of my God which had been good upon me and also of the king's words that he had spoken to me. And so they said, let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to this good work. But when Sanballat, the Horonite, Tobiah, the Ammonite official, and Geshem, the Arab, heard of it, they laughed at us and despised us and said, what is this thing that you're doing? Will you rebel against the king? So I answered them. And I said to them, God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore, we his servants will arise and build. But you have no heritage or right or memorial in Jerusalem. Now, first of all, let me just say this as we, as we wrap up chapter 2 there. I absolutely love how Nehemiah responded to the, the scoffers. 
he declares that the God of heaven will prosper them. Anyone can go through life and tear down others and be a scoffer. And then they can laugh and mock and they can say, what are you going to do? But God has called his people to build up. Perhaps God is calling you to this very work. A work of building. A work of focusing on building the kingdom of God. Perhaps God is calling you to the work of helping Grace Point. When we genuinely care about the advancement of God's kingdom, the God of heaven will be the one who will give us success. Let's pray.